we're doing a spoof on bear versus shark. Is your friend an MP3? He's an audiophile. Yeah, dude. He's actually a dot wave. Um, <laughs> uh, new steak wallets from TacoBell.com. Um, Official sponsor, TacoBell.com. Go get a steak wallet for a dollar today. Don't expect to be a steak and potatoes wallet, though. Don't ex- expect it to be a steak and potatoes wallet because there's no more fucking potatoes on the menu. We don't serve potatoes anymore. Uh, Taco Bell, think outside the potato. <laughs> Live moss, but manos the potatoes. I feel like I feel like they should just do like a complete heel turn and 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 stop serving tortillas and just serve potato chips. Um, and uh, <laughs> and oh, see if people still complain. And they oh, hey, just like, oh hey, oh, hey James, Ta- complain about what? What are you guys talking about? We're talking about Taco Bell. We're talking about Taco Bell and how they should probably um, a sponsor us, but b uh, do a real heel turn and discontinue all things tortilla and replace them with potato things. Imagine okay. nachos with potato chips. Imagine a tortilla made out of potato. <laughs> and, I don't uh, think my mind you... works that way. If you like this, be sure to tune into my other podcast. It's called Talk O'Bell, uh, where we spend a lot of time talking about Taco Bell. So. Oh, my God. Uh, I like to talk um, about the newly formed Irish restaurant, Taco Bell. Um, I like to get it when I watch my David O. Russell films oh, with man. my very good friend, Barack Obama. <laughs> I need to be put down. Um. <laughs> uh, Love that line. Ooh, Lord. Ooh, Lord. We did it. What, oh, we, we done did it. We got to 2021. We what, did it. Just, what, just hanging out now. Yeah. What what episode are we, uh, we looking at now? Chickmate, man. What's that? Season one, episode four. Welcome to another episode of Check Under the Sea, the 2021 Sea Lab 2021 podcast. I'm your host, Jim. I'm James. And I'm Bud Lightbeer. Good to have you here, Bud. Thanks. Uh, yet Thanks a, for yet another me, new y'all. guest. Yet another new guest, Bud Lightbeer. Um, hoping that he has many good returns on his uh, on his Lightbeer ventures this this new year. Today we're discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Chickmate. This uh, happened on the other side of the chasm that happened in the series with Adult Swim. Happened on 9-2-2001, uncomfortably close to 9-11, as we now know. I don't think Um, they meant that when they released it. I don't think so either, but you you do never know who knew about the thing and who not. Who not know. Who not know. (laughs) 
<laughs> who, who know who know and who who not know loose change man that's loose change was the first video i ever saw on youtube and i think that i, I saw it in joe coleman's dorm room that says a lot i think about a our society but also be my my character and the arc of it anyway right, premise of the episode premise of the episode is debbie's biological clock goes off big set of quotes around biological clock and she tries to find a crew member who would be a good father for her uh, hypothetical as yet unconceived baby. Um, very, very funny premise for what I will go out of the gate dying on the hill that it is it is a decidedly weaker episode than the three we've discussed so far. But we can get into the fine print of that. And I'm also, well, I'm, I'm, I'm open to disagreements. Let's wow. get into it, guys. You, you, so you think this is one of the weaker ones, huh? I did not I mean, the, the ones we've watched you. so far. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a certain kind of man. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I agree with you, uh, Jim. I I feel like between like bouts of of cringing at how it aged and like <laughs> I don't know, like in some ways, I don't think it had the same kind of like rapid fire like fun of the last episode. But there were like two moments that I just like absolutely loved, which is when Marco mentions that he's he's gonna go snowboarding. Which, like... Yes, <laughs> just out of pocket, just like completely just offhand. Like I'm going snowboarding, and then talking about the dolphin, he's splashing nicely. <laughs> um, just really two really good just shoot from the hip lines from Marco. I that was one of like the, the first things I wrote down. Yeah. Um, also, also loved, um, and, and I'm sure we'll get into this a lot more, but um, the whole Amada's proposal bit. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just real, real good. Real good shit. I, I think I think this is the first episode I remember seeing of this show. Like, right? Like, I mean, I, if you saw it back then, you missed the 2000 episodes. This, this is the first one. And I... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the nostalgia of like the complete shock value twenty years later or whatever. But I, I, I don't know. I didn't think it was that that week of an episode. I, I don't think it's as uh, good as iRobot. Not not much on television beats that. That's like that should have been on HBO. That's that's how good it is. That's where all the talent's going. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was. Uh, I don't know. I, obviously, like there's so there's so much cringe in this episode. I mean, like the the two ongoing jokes. Uh, to put it lightly, poor race relations on C Lab, and uh, also, um, you know, a, a very cringe uh, rush to, uh, you know, conceive a child with uh, coworkers. Uh, <laughs> it's just like uh, nuts. Uh, but I think, Jim, let's uh, we can, you know, toss the peanut around here a little bit. But I, maybe one of the things that makes it weaker is. Unlike sort of the uh, the earlier episodes that have like an ongoing joke, this this does feel like there's about 14 jokes in a row. They're all kind of somewhat different. They're somewhat based on the, these two poles of like the two things I was talking about. They kind of push the episode forward, but I did feel like it was less uh, rapid fire. I think is what uh, Light Beer was saying. Yeah. Well, I just think that I just think that there's the, the high level takeaway from it for me is that it was. I think that they were trying to like in maybe in service of character development focus in on a very specific character's like crisis but I think that it's that, that's, that's true. the weirdest that's fucking true, yeah. thing. Yeah. 
Is this the one we got to keep like a running tally of episodes where that does not happen? Because I think this might be the only one. Right, we're there at is one some so stuff um, character development wise that I think is is kind of fun. Like, like I thought it was great that like uh, Doctor Quinn writes this two hundred page thesis about like why he's the best possible mate, which like is, is such an absurd thing. Like, given given the competition, um, like there's like nothing at all to really worthy of of any of them. Um, just I, I think just a, a kind of like fucking great and and smartly written joke yeah i i had a few things down like i also had the he's flashing nicely it's cute (laughs) (laughs) it always kills me uh i i really like the uh like the 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 very first thing out of the out of the block with debbie asleep and she literally has a like a clock with like baby hands and it's like a literal (laughs) clock like next to her heart or something and then it like it pans out or like zooms out and it's like the, the picture above her bed, the picture next to her bed, and yes. the flowers next to her bed are all the same flowers. Like, I, and then uh, after the yeah after the intro, the other Debbie is talking to the the kids about how uh, the internet almost destroyed society in two thousand seven, and then she's interrupted by Debbie like running down like the hall screaming about having a child, and and Debbie's like. Well, nothing's better than the love of a child. And then she just yells at Dolphin Boy for being a fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) The I told uh, you you could be in your wetsuit. (laughs) Another uh, yeah, a lot of wetsuit jokes, a lot of wetsuit humor in this uh, in this episode. Um, Debbie after after dry dry humping with with Quinn saying I'm glad I'm wearing a wetsuit. Um, the internet destroying humanity in 2007 joke is so fucking funny, uh, especially what knowing what we know now in in the year 2021 about the internet and how it like constantly is on the precipice of completely destroying society. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that was uh, that's pretty spot on. I I also like the this is like also earlier in the episode where this is like the most parental episode for sure. So <laughs> like, what sort of new reflections do you have having? Yeah, being being now on the other side of that that life milestone. Uh, um. Uh. Yeah. People people definitely feel the uh, some people feel the the need to like it, they just wake up and they're like yeah it's time let's let's uh, have a kid and then yeah there's always there's always like a quip like whenever you're arguing with somebody who's a different life stage of you like I argue with other people in my family when I didn't have kids about like maybe you should just give your kid ice cream because she is screaming and then that person <laughs> kind of responds with like. No, and you know, this is so classic you. Like, you don't have kids. And then, you know, fast forward a few years, I'm like, someone else is giving me very rational advice. And I'm just like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, I'm the only one who understands this this concern that is, like, the most important thing to me. You know, the kid's just screaming. Or in this case, the kid is a dolphin, uh, completely silent, lodged under my elbow, which I don't also understand. <laughs> Can dolphins like stay out of the water for that long? Uh, no, uh, I, I think I think, I I think, think cartoon so. dolphins can. Oh, I gotcha. gotcha. Uh, I, I also love that, like right before that scene where they're talking about snowboarding. <laughs> uh, they're they're always using this horrible, horrible, uh, like five second animation of them running to like the moon pool room or whatever. Like it's it's always so great. It's like the, I think they're four for four for using that. That clip, it's amazing. 
I always love it in these shows when they use uh, slightly more atypical animations. Like the and there there's like really liberal use of that in this episode, oh, yeah. particularly like when Sto- when Stormy and Sparks are like having that really <laughs> like skeptical over the shoulder conversation, and it's just like they both just look so fucking weird. Yeah. It's just using animations that they're never using, and uh, it's very. Good. Oh, I love the, the the shot of Sparks as he's turned around and he turns around and talks like that yes. version of him versus like the close up. It looks so <laughs> different. It could be a different. Guy. We may have to watch the entire original C Lab just to know for sure. We get a lot of examples across this series of just like pure fucking comedic acumen and just like the rudiments of of comedy and the the interplay between Marco and uh, and other Debbie. Oh my god! Refraining from calling her Black Debbie uh, when they're about to like you know hook up. <laughs> Is super duper great. I love that music. And, uh, again, br- yeah, bringing back the need. It looks it sounds like you need a shot of vitamin, <laughs> uh, which is really cool too. The innuendo is really great, and just kind of building on it and daisy chaining the innuendos. Super just fun comedic comedic. But shit. also just to the point where like famous Irish American athlete OJ Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. O apostrophe. Even J J A Y. Simpson for Mayo, uh, the uh, the western part of uh, that that fine republic, and this is the he really uh, kind of uh, broke onto the scene after the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, um, very which good. is pretty God. impressive. Mm-hmm. Was the Duke's Mayo Bowl actually a thing? I'm oh sorry, yeah, that was the one where they broke the trophy right afterward. Fuck me, because well they, the problem is they made the trophy out of out of hardened mayo. That's true. So They're just asking for more it. Easy. Yeah. Wait, you mean they went to they went to James Harden's house yeah. and took all his yeah. mayo and made the trophy out of it? It's fucked up, dude. I gotta take a man's mayo like that. I love. Uh, it's fucked up. Okay, so so the, the, they're talking with Marco, Vitamin M, and then uh, they're talking about then. Oh yeah, then right after that, that's when uh, Stormy is talking about you know how he calls one Debbie <clears throat> Debbie and the other. Debbie, voiced by uh, Angela Gibbs as Black Debbie. I love how Sparks, who is just like a complete psychopath, is just like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you saying? What are you saying? And uh, he, like, they just have like, like this so cringy conversation. And then Quinn is there. <laughs> and Quinn, Quinn's like, oh, hold on. Like, you know, if there was a Black Stormy, you call him Black Stormy. And Stormy's like, wait, you're telling me there's a Black Stormy? And like the, the 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 it's like a three second beat where it's just a zoom in on Quinn's face. He's like, no. <laughs> and like, and the next few episodes, I I think do that a lot. Where there's always at least one or two jokes where it's just like total cringe, a few seconds, and then just like a one word response. It's just amazing. I don't know if that's like MC Chris because this is his first episode. He has co writing credit for. Or if they just had a longer amount of time to throw the peanut around, but like it's so cringe. It's oh man, there's something in the water because it's the first year of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm just gonna say that was the sense of humor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, Larry Larry Davis well, yeah. looks the same as he did 20 years ago. It's weird. Like I watched the most recent season of of Curb, and I was like, everybody's face is old now, except for Larry David. <laughs> he looks <laughs> like, the same. The only one. So I, I think I think like, and, and James and I were, were were mentioning this to each other on a on a different phone call, but 
I think there's like something very interesting kind of about the the prevailing like ideology of of like in in media at this time is that there's like just this and then like race relations being super duper stilted <laughs> and they're having to be it. these really rudimentary conversations uh between between the characters about about you know basic race stuff yeah i i think both those things are, are totally accurate like i I think the uh, like the ongoing trope of like you know women have to. I, I think uh, uh, this is what you and I were talking about, Mister Lightyear, about uh, uh, in, in some ways like uh, at least in modern culture, let's say the last twenty years, just so we could just about bracket this episode. You know, like it's it's female figures of of authority, or be, they become figures of authority because they're the ones that uh, have to kind of carry the weight, if you will. Um, in comedy, and then obviously, like, there's millions of people out there. I'm sure this this exists in, in some people's lives. It's, it's such a bizarre episode because at, at the end of it, even though Murphy doesn't clearly understand sex, or because he thought that she was going to adopt one of them, which is also plays <laughs> right into this, they're the ones that actually wind up having sex at, uh, in the post credit scene, or they're about to. And uh, you know, with it, with the mustache on, of course, the stash is very important. And uh, the stash joke, oh, really good, really good. As long as I don't my, 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 oh my stash, God. and it keeps coming. Like the the mustache, the poorly animated additional mustache keeps showing up <laughs> in the next few episodes, which is amazing. But I think. Uh, you know, like you're like what we're talking about, you know, it's what Zizek said, you know, like the worst thing that could happen is get exactly what you want. But of course, because it's CLI 2021, they're not going to animate like Debbie's kid or anything. But uh, yeah, I thought that was like just a, like a pretty hilarious joke. And, and I'm wondering if it's kind of like a, a, I'm actually not sure when things like um, Family Guy were, were airing, but and 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 the Simpsons is guilty of this as well. Well, maybe not guilty, but they just use it. But like, not trying to like uh, imply any any value judgment here, because um, I think art art reflects life, reflects art, whatever you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how much of it is like a if it's like a a commentary on that, or or just like sort of coming out of the prevailing ideology anyway. Yeah, I think it reflects <clears throat> it for sure. I mean. Like we we can pretend that 2000, 2001 was like a really long time ago. In some ways, uh, obviously it is. I mean, it's literally twenty years ago. But it's also, I mean, there's a lot of I think cultural critics that point to the fact that like we seem to be living in, in sort of like uh, the last few decades is far less distinct from decade to decade than the prevailing trends of like the last part of the twentieth century. Um, despite some social change, like I mean, everything from style to music to the sort of um, you know, even people who leave countries and everything all seems to be kind of frozen in time and right. not changed too much. And I think we see the kind of um, arrested development uh, type situations and a lot of a lot of things here uh, that winds up getting manifested as, as Debbie being the one that's, um, you know, acts both absolutely insane because that's the comedy of the episode, but also ultimately the one that's like, no, you're all a bunch of adolescents. To that to that point, why does why does Murphy called debbie <laughs> you're scary you're scaring mommy, <laughs> which is funny because because murphy looks like mike pence and mike pence yeah <laughs> mother. um no but i i think that's exactly that's exactly the thing is like because you know men are are in this perpetual state of adolescence because there is no there is no rite of passage anymore there's this like kind of like 
psychoanalytic reflection of the mother uh, into into feminine figures in 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 people's lives and i feel like this is like just a, a really interesting manifestation of it if 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 like not super obvious 100 this is a real like uh Stormy, real weed yes. smoking um conversation right now man <laughs> let's go hot box at the bottom of the listen scene. dude <laughs> I'm hotboxing my Volkswagen Passat right now with Cheech <laughs> and Chung, but not Chong because he died. Oh no! Not to um, uh, not to bring it back down to just to, to below sea level, if you if you will. I love that Stormy's video is like I think it, it starts playing Spring of the Four Seasons in it, and he has like he has like a robe on, yes. and it immediately gets interrupted by Hesh who speaks in the third person and MC Chris is just absolutely amazing. Just like yelling, uh, Hesh wants sex and De- <laughs> Hesh wants to shut up. And Debbie's like, uh, okay. And then she asked him like, what, what was the simple question? Like, what would you, know, why do you think we would be, you know, good having a kid together? And then he just, it's like, uh, he like scratches his ass or something in a very poorly animated way. And he just keeps insisting that Hesh wants sex. I love it. He just goes, uh, 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 it's like, yeah, it's just really like straight on pure id, and it's really, really horrifying. <laughs> like, everything else is mediated through, you know, some type of, or every, every other male desire is mediated through, like, through some type of seductive force, but except for Hash is just, yeah, like, <laughs> sex. Hesh is the Brack of C Lab. He has like no 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 frames of oh my no gosh. frames yes. of animation. And like the gag is just continuing. Like he is just absolutely nuts. I guess he gets he gets another frame of animation they, in the, the Predator episode, which is next, but uh my god, it's so funny. The gag is him yeah. just existing. The Hesh. gag is him. The the space baby oh bit at the very end. Yeah, it, it's the same music that's at the start of the episode too, with the uh, uh, with it, I guess inside Debbie's intestines or something, and uh, it's obviously a nod. I, I think to two thousand one, a space odyssey, but with absolutely no no context 100%. around why. Two thousand one, a space nod. They yeah, say, it's a nod. It's a definitely an odyssey, a which I think is a good that's a good segue to our uh, sponsor today, uh, Hal Computers. Uh, you can. Uh, Use them to do anything, but make sure they don't do anything to you. Comes with a uh, money back guarantee, uh, provided you can get back inside your spaceship. So, and if you order today, uh, they'll actually throw in an always dry wetsuit uh, yeah. um, for a limited time offer. So, yeah, please just head on over to uh, AOL keyword uh, Hal. I think it was AOL keyword Hal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure, make sure you use the promo code yeah. Hal. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Any, uh, I guess, any other closing thoughts here? <laughs> there's, I, there's a few other things we haven't we haven't touched on yet, but my God, like this is a uh, this is as disjointed as the episode is. I think <laughs> for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't it doesn't fucking follow any kind of fucking order at all. Again, these are going to be reiterations of a lot of things I said earlier, but like overall, I think it, this is the weakest episode yet. That again, it doesn't make it holistically weak. I think it's still very funny and good. But it's just it's not a particularly funny topic necessarily, maybe kind of deliberately unfunny. And the character the development that happens is is not not great, not really super expository. And uh, really like a lot of the normal comedic devices that the show has already come to rely on seem kind of muted. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know if that's that's those are my thoughts, but 
I think that it's still still really really fucking a one Smash Mouth. I love TV Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth was also a, a very popular uh, group at this time uh, because of the the Shrek movie starring Shrek. Oh uh, man, <laughs> it's so so sad to hear that that Shrek uh, succumbed to COVID nineteen. Uh, it's really sad. It's really sad. Um, he had a, I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> I, don't I just don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I wasn't like blowing out of the water <laughs> by this one. I I feel that- like I like there there is some some good bits, some good gags, some like. But yeah, I I think overall just just a just not even like really that great of a a setup or premise and just Jim. Any last James? Any last? thoughts yeah there, there's a there's a few things we didn't mention like the uh, the back and forth between uh debbie and sparks talking about jonathan swiss and Mata's proposal and then uh <laughs> uh so, and that that's intersliced like the conversation uses the same words as an ongoing conversation with um stormy and the other debbie uh black debbie uh about the perceived racial differences and if he and him asking her if she likes rap uh, which is like like a t- complete uh, powder keg in the conversation, and uh, and then that goes straight into well, I guess not straight into, but but shortly after the the wetsuit incident, we didn't talk about this, but just I, I love how uh, Stormy is like, I'm as smart as you, Quinn, and Quinn's like, I have four doctorates, and he's like, wait, you have, <laughs> right. which is by the way insane, but also like, wait. I thought Dr. Dre, or I thought doctor was just a title, like Dr. Dre. And that's like, and I, and I think, yeah, I just had this, uh, this realization. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure if, you know, they made the episode, like if, if T-Lab was made today, I don't know if they would even touch this stuff for a lot of the things that frankly are probably outside the purview of this podcast. Uh, but I, I I do think there's, um, there's a lot more like the Overton window of like, humor is far smaller than it was 20 years ago for, for a lot of reasons. But I think, um, you know, and everyone's gonna have a kind of different opinion on like, if that's, if that's an order of good or bad or whatever. Uh, but I, but I do think it's, uh, it's interesting in, in that respect, despite a lot of things kind of being yeah. frozen in time. Uh, that is one thing yeah. that's changed a bit. Uh, but I, I think like, anyway, yeah. closing thoughts here yeah. is that, uh, I think this is actually pro- probably a stronger episode than what I think both you guys are giving it credit for. I think this is the first episode where, like, all the characters are are actually showing traits that become their their defining characteristics for most of the rest of the show, right? Like, this is one of the first episodes that actually has yeah. pretty meaningful involvement by everybody on uh, on the show in one way or another. Uh, but obviously, the eleven minute format divided by seven characters something like that obviously it means it's uh people get some short shrift or whatever but i mean it's not it's not hard to show stormy as a as a numbskull by his, his constant just like making an ass of himself um and uh i i guess uh you know debbie does different things in in the future uh but we do we do see her kind of be the adult in the room uh, on occasion in the future as well it's a good good synopsis i gotta say Still good episode of TV. A lot of value in it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Please do watch it. This, I think, is these episodes are serving as a nice sort of fucking palette primer for the episodes. I've been recommending that everybody 
listen to this episode of the pod and then watch the respective episode of the show. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this. We'll sign off for now, but uh, please join us again next week for another episode of Check Under the Sea, the 2021 C-Lab 2021 podcast. I'm your host, Jim. And Bud Light Beer.